Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radio Land. vacations a lot of end of the summer vacations going on and for my family and I that is no exception having said that this will be a a short episode but it's a good one it's potent it's packed full of power I love this band under oath um late to the party with them was never really too aware of what they were up to back in the day but they put out just a fantastic record this year that I'm really digging it's called erase me it's uh, it's not the classic metal. It's it's uh, you know definitely I'd call it more contemporary than a lot of the stuff we focus on the podcast. 
But as you know, we are trying to be more diverse with our musical styles and tastes moving forward um, at this point. Kind of getting back to how we used to be back in the beginning of the the uh, Talking Metal podcast back in the you know 2005 to 2009 era. We featured all different sorts of bands, and then we kind of went, went a little more classic metal for a number of years, and, and now lately, this, especially starting this summer, we've really, this year, I'd say we've really been more diverse again, and I'm digging it, and uh, yeah, have some open ears, open mind. This band is called Under Oath. We're going to hear one of their songs, which is just a crazy, crazy great song. It's called On My Teeth. And after we hear that, we're going to hear an interview I conducted with their drummer slash one of their vocalists, Aaron Gillespie. He has, wow, amazing history on this guy. Uh, If you Google him, he's just done so much stuff and uh, decent, decent guy. And I was so happy to connect with him in the press tent, the beautiful press tent at Heavy Montreal. What a great festival. So many great bands from classic metal to doom metal to sludge to death metal to alternative metal just uh to straight ahead hard rock all sorts of different types of bands playing at heavy montreal all great emily and i had such a great time up there and it was a pleasure to connect with aaron gillespie of under oath at heavy montreal uh maybe like six six weeks ago so here we go on my teeth off the brand new record well not brand new it came out like in april or something off of the 2018 release by under oath on my teeth is the name of this song go listen to it on spotify or download it on itunes and after we hear this song we will hear from aaron gillespie of under oath
Hey, it's Mark from Talking Metal, and I am here at Heavy Montreal with Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Have you ever played Heavy in Montreal before? You know, I got uh, Heavy Montreal confused with uh, Montebello. Oh, okay. Rockfest, where we right. played last year. Right. Um, so no, this is our first year. But I was, uh, we would, I was totally confused. I thought we played here last year and didn't. Right. We played at Montebello. So cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I get it all today. mixed up. Right on. Right on. And a new album, newer, came out in April. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What is it? July. Yeah. Uh, a couple three months ago. So yeah. yeah, three or four months ago. How How's it living with you? Three months later. It's great. Yeah. It's my, favorite, it's my favorite record we've ever made. We actually work together and we're kind to each other. We've always been a band that really butted heads on a creative level. Um, so we actually work with each other. And Sorry, that's from singing. When you <laughs> sing, you have to eat it. Yeah. Um, we've always been a band that kind of got to point zero from arguing. So this right. is the first record we ever really were working together, and I think it shows. And, and it was your first record with the band, I guess, in 10 years. Yeah, right? nine years. Yeah. Nine years. Yeah. Okay, so kind of like a new beginning for you? For all of us. Yeah, so, you know, we, I think with Under Oath, we, we were so dysfunctional, like, as people, um, that we needed to just take some time away. And I think I needed more time away than the rest of the band. So it was good, man. It's been a really good thing for us to get back together after this many years with the original lineup and kind of do it the right way. So... And musically, it's, you know, uh, I would say a different direction for you guys. And and I would say spiritually and your mindset is also in a different direction. Has this upset some of the core fan base? Yeah, of course. But I think that. I love the record. I think it's a great thing. Because they like it and they they show up. No one, no less people come to the shows. Right. I think it's, uh, and it debuted at number four in the country. And, you know, it's our, it's. It's our highest charting record at radio ever. Yeah. Um, so I think people have been a. They wanted to find the great line part too, but I, I think it would be a lie to give that to them. Right on. You know what I mean? Like I think that for people to expect an artist to make a record they made eight years ago again mm-hmm. uh, isn't fair to the artist, and it's also not fair to the fan. Right. You know what I mean? Like if 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 some of my favorite bands put out the same record over and over and over again, I would yeah. hate it. Right on. You know what I mean? So I think that. That pushback is what you want because that means somebody connected with something you did 12 years ago yeah. to the point where they feel like everything should be like that. Yeah. And we got pushback for that record too that they now love so much. So I, right. I like that. Yeah. I, I want that. I think if, if everyone's just like kind of mundanely floating along with you, that you I think you miss something. Right you on. know? So. I was uh, excited when I saw Ken Andrews' name on the Yeah, he mixed the, the record, yeah. Failure, of course. He, he mixed the record. He mixed I, the I, record, okay. yeah. Wow. Um, he's amazing. Yeah. And we're all, in high school, of the Fantastic Planet was like yeah, my sure. favorite record. So yeah. it was really cool. And, I, and my biggest thing with Ken Andrews has always been sonically how his records sound. Yeah. So it was great to get him to kind of take over the reins and work on this record he spent like a month on it so it was really re- yeah yeah now, now was he adding things because no. i hear things and i'm like like just little soundscape you didn't things in the add background, a thing and i'm like ah it sounds he like it could thing. be that's all like us yeah, okay, that's all cool. us but he just he really like made it his own in yeah. terms of you know mixing a record i think is what really does it it's what makes it ready for people to hear yeah especially a band like under oath that has so many elements and so many things we're sticking in and pulling out and um, he was really able to kind of pull that stuff out, and he right. was amazing to work with, like amazing. Right, cool. And you've done work in the past with the Almost and yep. uh, Paramore. That's uh-huh. but those are over. Yeah, done. yeah. Paramore's original drummer came back when I left. I left to 
I left in 2016, in March of 2016, to join Under Oath again. Right. Um, and they were going to go on an off-cycle writing cycle. Um, so I wouldn't have been playing with them anyways. And then I had found, I found out six months later that their original drummer had come back. And even if I would have been the guy to come back and tour with them, I wouldn't be able to do it because of this. Right so, on. Yeah. Now, earlier you mentioned if your favorite bands were putting out the same record over and over again, it would be it would be a bore to you. What are some of your favorite bands? Uh, in the rock genre, the Foo Fighters, Zeppelin, uh, I'm trying to think modern. I love a lot of old music, you know. Uh, modern... Um, the, the Foo Fighters, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't listen to a lot of super new music. I've, right. Especially in the active rock genre, it doesn't, has it just hasn't done it for me. And that's not to say that it's bad. I just, you know, yeah. in that genre, it just, you know, it hasn't really turned me on. Uh, I love the Foo's. Um, I love Jimmy World. Um, and those really aren't even modern rock bands. I just... Yeah. In terms of the modern landscape, I just, just it, there's not a lot of stuff that I love. Right. There's a lot of great stuff out there, but yeah. I, I heard a band the other day that I had never heard called Greta Van Fleet that was really impressive. It just right. sounds like exactly, exactly like that one. Yeah. Like, like crazy. His voice. He is Robert Plant. Yeah. Like, and I saw an interview last night actually in bed in the hotel that Robert Plant was saying like that kid is so good. Like. Wow. He he goes he stole all my shit, but he's really good. Yeah. Which is interesting because I remember back in like the '80s when White Snake and yeah. Kingdom Come and those yeah, yeah. bands were coming out. Robert Plant was so annoyed by them. Yeah. Um, but in some ways, Greta has more of an authentic Zeppelin sound. I would. I, no, say. it is. It yeah. is. They look like Zeppelin. They behave like Zeppelin on stage. It is Zeppelin. Yeah. Now, as far as albums go, you know, on Facebook, I'm seeing a lot of people. They're they're doing this thing where they post their their ten most meaningful albums throughout their life. Albums that really meant something to them. Not necessarily the greatest records ever, but what are like two or three of your most meaningful albums? Uh, albums that really... Never, never mind, okay. I think, and I, I can extrapolate on them if you want. Never sure. mind. yeah, please. Never mind was so important to me um, as a person. Um, because I was born in 80, 82, 83, 82, or one of those years I was right. born. And my birthday falls in the summer, so I always fuck it up somehow. But um, when I was a kid, like when I first became aware of music, like I started liking drums at three or four years old, like playing drums in church at five and six. Um, everything that was popular was hair metal. Yeah. You know? Um, and my dad hated hair metal. And my dad would get drunk every Friday and play me all these classic rock records. Um, as far back as I can remember, from Zeppelin to Yacht Rock, the Eagles, like stuff that I love now. Right. Um, the Beatles... Um, those are my first memories of music. Yeah. But what was on television was hair metal. Right. My dad hated it. Yeah. So I, by design, was you know six, seven, eight years old. I was like, this sucks. I don't like this. You know. But I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. But so when I so reference for me on music was Zeppelin, The Stones, and those guys are like gods even now. Sure. When you think about Mick Jagger, you don't think about a guy that's approachable, or even like imitatable. Like those are gods of music to me. Yeah. You know, when I think about, like, when I think about John Bonham, like, he's my hero. So when Nevermind came out, I was in fifth grade, and I saw that video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Sure. And how gritty it was, and off-key, and dissonant, but also like a pop song, and the way where it just it gave you an earworm. And I was like, I think for us in Under Oath, like, we're all around 35, 36, 37 years old, like, that was permission for us. Yeah. To say, oh, you can do this too. Right. Like, you can beat the shit out of a guitar and a drum set, and people will love it. Because, look, they love this. Yeah. So, we literally did. Wow. You know what I mean? So, to us, Nevermind, Nevermind is the most important record in my life. Not even my favorite record. Yeah. Just but 
it's the most important one because it gave me permission to be here today. Wow. Because before that, it was Whitesnake and Poison and the classics. Yeah. And those guys were all like untouchable. Yeah. Like I wasn't going to wear pants with a banana in them and scream like <laughs> right. the 80s metal guys. I can't do that. And yeah. I don't like that. I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it wasn't like double bass and the whole hair. didn't It didn't appeal to me. Yes. But Nirvana was like... That was it. So Dave Grohl, being a drummer, was like the closest thing I'd ever seen to Bonham, who was my favorite drummer at that age. Um, so then after, after, never mind, it was the color and the shape for me. Okay. I was growing up, going through puberty, and that was like the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like the record that I was like, oh my God, like, this is Nirvana, but with like really polished songs. Yeah. Uh, so those are two, those are the two biggest ones for me that kind of led me to this place. Awesome. Well, Aaron, I know you have a, a gig oh, here. Oh, no, you're great. Heavy Montreal, uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you for your time, yeah. yeah thanks for uh, hiking down here to the media tent. <laughs> they wouldn't drive me. They're supposed to drive you. They're yeah. like, you got to walk. Well, we should get that guy Danny. We'll drive you back. He's like, fuck you, on. man. You gotta... Yeah. I don't care. I can walk. Cool. Before we let you go, what is the immediate future look like for Under Oath? Uh, we are, we've been doing festivals all summer. Um, we did a tour at the beginning of summer, B-Markets. So we do more festivals all summer. We go back to the UK for Reading and Leeds. Um, we take a month off in October, uh, and then we have a, our big, real A-Market headlining tour in November, December. Right. Um, that's with, who's that with? It's, it's with Dance Gavin Dance, Dance yeah. and there's uh, another band called um, The Plot in You is the opener, and then there's a second band that's TVA. It's kind of our, our little secret, so cool. they'll be announced Excellent. soon. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, best of luck to you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks again.
That song was Rapture by Under Oath. A great band, a great dude, Aaron Gillespie. Aaron, thank you for joining me on the Talking Metal podcast. I appreciate your time and uh, really enjoyed talking to you. That's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Please support us on Patreon. I got 19 of you guys giving me a monthly pledge, and that is awesome. I don't know why I can't get past 19, but, you know, it's it's tough. Give me one, one other person. Please, give me two bucks a month on Patreon. So, there's somebody out there who can afford two bu- bucks a month and uh, do a monthly pledge on Patreon. Patreon.com, just search Talking Metal. It's also in the show notes on our website, which is TalkingRock.net. You can also get there. By using TalkingMetal.com, it redirects you to TalkingRock.net. And there's a lot of great stuff up there. We're putting up news. Victor Ruiz is working with me. And uh, John, whoops, somebody's texting me. Somebody just texted me. Let's see. It says, oh, loved your interview with Craig Goldie. Now I'm a fan too. This, you know, the weird thing is I have no idea who this is. Oh, cool. It's Michael Michael Regan, who is Jeff Pilsen's, uh, one of his PR guys, handles Jeff's uh, social media. So cool. Cool. Thank you, Michael. I got your text as I'm recording this episode. Anyways, yeah, if you haven't heard the Craig Goldie interview, go check it out. It was uh, episode 770, which I believe is the last episode because it's 771. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.